You've probably seen Jamie Ratliff on her great work she's done on NBC Connecticut for nearly 10 years. She's moved on now and is Senior Media Relations Specialist since last September at Eversource. And we've got her on today to talk about these choppers that'll be flying around the area for Eversource to inspect transmission rights of way. Jamie, a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for joining me today. What's going on with the choppers and why is Eversource doing that? Yeah, Wayne, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. And yeah, so we, this is part of our regular maintenance that we do, making sure that our transmission lines are remaining resilient. So when you think of transmission lines, those are not the ones that you see alongside the road next to your house. These are very tall, very high voltage lines that you are seeing. So we're going to be having a helicopter making sure, taking a look at these lines with an overhead view so we can see what the vegetation is doing on those transmission lines, how close are they getting, and what issues may arise. We're going to assess them and then address any issues that may take place. So as you mentioned, this is going to be hitting your area. This is going to be hitting a total of about 26 towns today as well as into tomorrow, you know, weather permitting. If the weather changes, then we may have to delay reschedule. But, yeah, about 26 towns, including, you know, Wyndham, Vernon, Mansfield, Manchester, Norwich, um, a bunch of towns that we are going to be taking a look at transmission lines. So we want to make sure that if any of your listeners are out today and they're hearing the noise, they're seeing the helicopter, they know exactly what it is. It's just us taking a look at those transmission lines, making sure everything is okay. It'll be a blue and white helicopter and the tail number is N411DD, just in case any of your listeners are curious. Now, is it the reason that you tell me the tail number, that they will be low enough that we'll be able to see that tail number? It's, it is definitely possible, yeah, because they really want to get a close-up look at the transmission lines, what we call rights-of-way. So, you know, the line of those transmission lines going down, we want to make sure that we can see what are the trees doing, you know, what is the vegetation doing, is it getting close to those lines? Because the issue with this is transmission lines, as I mentioned, are incredibly high voltage. So we have more than 4,000 miles of these high-voltage transmission lines throughout our service territory. So that includes, you know, Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts as well. And so they're different from what you would see in the lines along the road. Because they're so high voltage, they need clearance. So air is an insulator. Not maybe the greatest insulator, but it does provide some insulation. So we need to prevent an electric arc. In case of transmission lines, trees actually don't have to touch the lines in order to spark a fire, to cause an outage. So if that happens, you're talking thousands of customers impacted with these high-voltage lines. So we'll have our helicopter up. We'll have an Eversource transmission arborist up taking a look, seeing you know what priorities that they need to take care of to make sure that everyone's power stays on. And it's more efficient that they can see it from the air rather than trying it from the ground, going pole to pole and looking up from the bottom? Yeah, you get a better idea also of like that overhead look. And as I mentioned, you know, we're, we're covering territory of 26 towns in two days, so we can be a little bit faster. But also it gives us a really great look up ahead than, you know, trying to see maybe from above at different angles. It just gives us a better overall look. Jamie, you talked about the proximity of trees to these high-voltage transmission lines, but for the most part, especially after that interstate reliability project about 10 years or so ago, 
which made those transmission lines, as important as they are, much higher. How concerned are you about trees? Because for the most part, these transmission lines are well above tree line. Yeah, so, you know, the amount of clearance that's needed for wires and vegetation really depends on the voltage of the lines, the line height, the distance between structures. You're talking um, topography, height of the tree species as well, the sway of the trees. Again, as I mentioned, you know, they don't actually have to touch the lines to create an issue. So, you know, for us, again, depending on the voltage, you could see a minimum we want to have of 25, 35 feet from the wires uh, to the vegetation for transmission lines. I don't recall this happening very often. In fact, in my memory, the last time we had Eversource flying the choppers over this area was during that interstate reliability project when they were bringing those big, big high tension wires across Route 66 in Columbia and then across Route 195. And I actually watched them stringing the wires at Mansfield Hollow Dam. And again, that was about 10 years or so ago. How common, how often do you do this? sure how often I can say that it is part of our regular maintenance of those lines. I, you know, as you mentioned, I've been here since September and since September, I think I've, I've seen maybe uh, three, four times that we've had helicopters go out looking at vegetation. So I, I, you know, I'm sure that they have a schedule on how often they go out just to kind of take a look and make sure things are looking okay. Yep, towns that the chopper will be flying over today and tomorrow, as she said, Wyndham, Mansfield, Lebanon, Columbia, Coventry, Chaplin, Norwich, Hampton, Hebron, among the towns in our local area. A lot of people saw the great job you did on News NBC Connecticut, both anchoring and also being one of the primary reporters on site for the biggest stories in the state. Jamie, what was your decision to move from Channel 30 to Eversource? Oh, well, that's so kind of you to say. You know, um, I really loved my time at NBC Connecticut. I was there for about nine years. Uh, You know, the nice thing about working at Eversource is I get to still see them quite regularly. I get to chit-chat with them. Uh, I just was looking for a change, a a couple of things. You know, looking for a change and then also looking for a little bit more stability. Um, As you know, the nature of TV news in general is just very fluid. You go contract to contract. You never know you know, what, when you're going to be renewed, when you may not be renewed, and it may just be you find out within a month that you have to find a new job. And it's not really as easy to find the same sort of job in the market. You have to typically, you know, maybe you end up in Seattle. Maybe you end up in Texas. Maybe you end up in Oklahoma. You just never know where you're going to end up. And so, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. <laughs> I decided that I really do enjoy it here in Connecticut. This Texas girl loves uh, Connecticut, maybe not so much the winters, but the rest of the year I really do appreciate. And I just decided that I wanted to settle down here. And so the opportunity came up and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy here. And, you know, it's not so different from what I was doing before. I'm still getting to tell stories and I, I'm still getting to write and, again, hang out with uh, a lot of my former coworkers, which is great. Speaking of telling stories, I've broadcast UConn football since 1981 you have been a sideline reporter for Fox Southwest back in 2011. Tell me that experience. You're a big football girl, and you actually did sideline television back in the day. You do your research really well. So, yes, uh, um, 
I, I uh, after I graduated from the University of Texas, I did news for uh, about a year in Oklahoma, and then I did um, sports back in Texas. Um, contracted work, I did a lot with um, Time Warner Cable, and then I also did with um, um, Fox Sports as well. Um, sideline reporting, football. It was fun. It was good. It, it helped really develop me as a reporter, whereas before, you know, I felt like I was kind of stiff. Everything was very serious. So with sports, you know, it's, it's a bit more lighthearted in general. So I was able to kind of expand and show my personality, which I was able to then carry back over when I went into news. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I will say I prefer watching it than <laughs> reporting on it. Uh, so now I am very happy on a Saturday or a Sunday watching some football as well. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your take on Texas football leaving the Big 12? Uh, you know, probably not unexpected entirely. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly the dynamic that develops with the change and um, what our football team can do. I mean, you know, we have not won a national championship since I was in college, which is dating myself probably a little bit here, but back in the, the Vince Young era. So um, I would like to see us get another national championship. I'm always rooting for it. I actually find it, funny enough, far more stressful for me to watch college football than for me to watch um, the NFL because I'm also a Cowboys fan. I'm sorry for everyone that just groaned, but being a Texas girl, yeah, I got to be a Cowboys fan. My dad was a Cowboys fan. I remember him having the sweatshirts and the mugs and everything. Uh, but yeah, th that's not stressful for me. But when I watch Longhorns, it's incredibly stressful for me. I think just because I feel like I have more invested. <laughs> so I don't always watch, <laughs> but I do always watch the Red River rivalry because that is an important win for me. Jamie Radliff, Senior Media Relations Specialist at Eversource after her nearly 10 years at NBC Connecticut. When you made the move on your Twitter page, you let everybody know that you would still be posting photos of your doggy. You're a dog lover. Tell the folks about your pooch. <laughs> so I have not actually been keeping up with that as much as I should. I, I should probably uh, take more pictures, but I am that person that, um, so I don't, I don't have kids right now. So I am the person that my phone is just filled up with photos of my dog. Uh, so her name's Addie. Uh, she is a Yorkshire Terrier. I got her actually during my first job in news when I was in Oklahoma. Um, I had an opportunity, a friend of a friend um, was unable to care for her anymore, so I picked her up, and she's been part of my life ever since. She's 15 years old, still going strong. She the, the vet does say that, you know, she has a little bit of sight issues, so she's not allowed to drive at night. But aside from that, she's good. Very cute doggy. And my favorite picture of all of them that I, I saw last night was the one when you're apparently working on a laptop doing a story for NBC Connecticut, and you have the dog on your lap, and the laptop is sort of on top of the dog. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. So that was actually, I was working at Eversource at that point, and uh, I, I had um, my cell phone as my hotspot, and I was working because that was actually um, a very busy time. And, and, yeah, Addie loves being on my lap, and she doesn't care, and she probably actually enjoyed the warmth of the laptop on top of her. So, you know, we make it work. <laughs> Cute dog, great story. Let's get back to the uh, story at hand here, and that would be Eversource. We talked about the choppers that will be flying around this area today and tomorrow. I think another key story to do with Eversource right now, there was so much attention paid when their rates went up a lot at the first of the year. 
Maybe not quite as much attention has been given that the summer energy supply costs have dropped significantly. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so we did have the supply rate. For customers who are on standard service, that's key. So if you're not shopping around for a third-party supplier um, with energy and you're on standard service, then you saw a drop from 24.17 cents per kilowatt hour to about 13.82 cents per kilowatt hour. So, yes, it typically does. You see that supply price drop in the summertime and then rise in the wintertime. And then, you know, just for your listeners to understand, we are expecting the supply rate to increase back up this winter. We don't know how much it's going to increase by. So the thing to remember with supply rate is that is something that we don't have any control over. That is, you know, market prices. Um, we don't make any profit on the supply rate. So what you saw rise in winter, we made no profit. We don't make a profit on that. What you saw now drop in, in the summer, we, again, make no profit on that. We go out into the market at certain times throughout the year. Um, that's all very highly regulated. And then we procure energy on behalf of our customers from power generators. So we are a distribution company. We have nothing to do with power generators other than that we are purchasing energy on behalf of our customers. So something that is really important to think about, even though, you know, maybe a lot of people are breathing a bit of a sigh of relief because these prices have dropped down quite significantly this summer, is that looking ahead, they're more than likely going to go back up. So if you have not done this yet, I highly recommend that you do. You can go to EnergizeCT.com. What this does is you can go and shop around and compare rates. You can actually go look around for a third-party supplier. Instead of taking standard service from Eversource, go out there look around, find a standard service, or sorry, find a third-party supplier. This is something that actually I did. During the winter months when the rates were high, I went right on to EnergizeCT.com. I looked for a rate. I think I got one around 10, 11 cents per kilowatt hour, which was tremendous compared to what it was for standard service. And I saw a significant amount of savings in my energy bill, more than $50 saving in one month from just switching. And it's, it's free to do. You just go, again, to EnergizeCT.com. You compare the rates. You find you, – you, I want to say, though, you should take a very close look at the, what the rate is, how long that rate is going to be, how long that contract is for. Make sure you're reading all of the fine print. Make sure you know everything you need to know before signing up. And then when you sign up, go back every once in a while. Take a look. Check to see, oh, are the rates still low? Did the standard service rate drop lower than my current rate? Is there another third-party supplier that I can switch to? Because the great thing here in Connecticut is that you can switch off of a third-party supplier to either another third-party supplier or back to standard service at any point that you want to. There is no penalty for leaving a contract early. So that's very important. If you wanted to, technically, I guess you could switch every single month. Um, I probably wouldn't. That seems like a lot of work, but you certainly could if you found a better rate every single month that you wanted to switch to, you could do that. Good information, Jamie. You know, earlier, we were talking about the trees near the power lines, near the transmission lines. You drive around these days, and there's been a lot of trees taken down, and there's a reason for it. You talked about the arborists that'll be on the choppers flying around here today. I'm wondering how much of the removal of trees that we've seen in the last couple of years is dot doing it to get trees away from the highways and how much of that is eversource related to make sure that trees don't come down on power lines so i can't speak to that because i, I just don't have those numbers um i don't really know much about in terms of dot's work i can really just talk about eversource's work but 
you know, we are constantly taking a look at the lines. We, um, we look at about a quarter of our lines in Connecticut every single year. So now we're talking distribution lines. So those are the ones that you're seeing out front of your house, along the road. You know, are the number one cause of power outages. Regardless of, of, you know, they're the majority cause of power outages during night days, but they're absolutely heavily the majority of the reason for power outages. I believe it's like 90% of power outages during bad weather. So if we can continue to be um, proactive, we take a look at those lines, we see trees, you know, we're talking whether it's trimming or we see um, hazard trees, so dead, dying trees that need to come down. By doing that work, we're working to try and help prevent outages, especially during those bad storms that we get here in Connecticut. And, you know, we are starting to see a lot more of those intense storms. And, you know, there's also the issue of, you know, disease in trees as well that can certainly weaken them and and cause them to topple onto power lines. So our arborists are always busy at work all across the state, taking a look and focusing on um, making sure that the lines remain resilient and reliable for our customers by doing that proactive tree trimming. One last question, Jamie. I saw on your LinkedIn page that you were an instructor at Connecticut School of Broadcasting from 2017 to 2021. And I'm just wondering exactly what it was you taught. I'm guessing it was television learning for the students and what you told them about the future of that media as we look forward. Yeah, so I was for several years. I had the opportunity and the honor to teach a lot of students about broadcast journalism, you know, from everything, how to write, how to present yourself on TV, how to do a little bit of anchoring. There was also um, production um, ends that we taught as well. You know, the thing to take away is that the medium is changing and it's changing quickly. You're going more into streaming services. Social media remains a huge part of television news. And I I think the one thing that I've always really enjoyed about television news is that when there is something that's breaking news, more often than not, people will turn on the TV and they want that information. And, you know, I think the most important thing that I tried to make sure that my students understood was that it is so vital to be a trusted source for news, making sure that you are fact-checking constantly and making sure that the news that you are delivering is accurate. Because if it's not that, you have nothing to give to your viewers. Really solid information, Jamie. A pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Jamie Ratliff, Senior Media Relations Specialist with Eversource, talking about the choppers that will be flying low over our area today and tomorrow, among other things. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.